Like, hey, this is the dope chapel. My flow got no matter. I fear not no rapper. Make moves so nomadic. This is the dope chapel. My flow got no master. I fear not no rapper. Make moves so nomadic. I'm the shape of the prayer hands. They can never, ever, ever play your man. Only time I fight is when I'm raking bands. Hello, hello. You're listening to another episode of the Dope Chapel. You know who the fuck I am. Um, I got a new guest for y'all today. I'm talking to Kinda Dead, KD. Uh, I don't know if that's what you want to be preferred, but what's up, man? Uh, not shit, brother. Uh, you can just call me KD, but KD. you know my my stage name is Kinda Dead. But yeah, y'all can call me KD. It's easier that way. That's a hard name, bro. Thank you, thank you. I came up with it. Uh. Well, truthfully, I was like super heavy into Bones many years ago, and uh, I didn't like my old rap name, so I was sitting there like trying to like think of something that would like fit that kind of style, and Kind of Dead is what I came up with. What was what was your old rap name? Uh, King Cold. King I don't know Cold. if you're a Dragon. Yeah, I don't know if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, but I that's where I got it from. I, I think I finished Dragon Ball Z like when I was like fourteen or something like that. It took me forever. Yeah, it's Freeze's dead. Yeah. Uh, you're like real big in the anime. I see you like retweeting and talking about anime on the timeline a lot. Now, see, it's a, a common misconception. I'm not that big into anime. Oh, word. I, I I used to be like super heavy into it, but like nowadays, I kind of you know I just like the art style and shit of like manga and stuff like that. But I, I don't like that. watch a whole lot. Nah, I felt that. That's how I am kind of too. I'm not super like well versed or have like seen a ton of series, but like I appreciate it as like a medium as a whole because like that shit goes hard. Like the shit I've seen so far. My biggest thing is. If we just starting like new shows in general, anime or not, I always feel like I gotta be in the right kind of like I, the right conditions gotta be met for me to give it my full attention. And I feel like I rarely have the time to like sit and invest in something new. And I never want to start something that I'm just gonna like fall off on. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, that's the whole reason I don't even like watch series anymore. I've been watching the same like fucking TV shows for the last like two years, just because I don't have like. The time or the energy to like sit yeah, down and invest in something, bro. The comfort. I'm saying with like music too. I feel like especially in like it, it's a weird kind of like horseshoe effect because it's like COVID should happen and like I don't know how that has like you know affected you thus far. Uh, but like on my end, like I still had work and I still fucking wake up and I still got chores and shit to do. Uh, and I always just feel like there's something like always fucking coming up where I'm like. I, like I would love to listen to this new album, but like I'm I'm not trying to start it and then go do something and then black out, you know, and then come back. Album's fucking done. It's like, well, what the fuck did I just listen to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've I've always been that kind of way where like if I'm gonna watch something or listen to something new, I have to like sit down, make time to give it my full undivided attention. For real. Or else I'm just gonna real. like listen to like half of it or watch half of it and then you know just ever, give up on it you ever get like frustrated with that about yourself you ever be like fuck like <laughs> i need to make the time for this yeah especially like when my friends drop new projects and shit because i'll be like yes, all right bro, after yeah. after work i'm about to you know listen to it on my way home or listen to it when i'm eating dinner and then i get home and then you know i'm, I'm laying down in bed at night and i'm like whoa fuck i yeah, completely fuck. forgot to listen to that project Flip. for real so f- for starters I mean, obviously, I don't know a whole lot about you, but what I do know is I know you make music. I know you've got the podcast. Uh, your Twitter be funny as hell, by the way. Like, that's kind of a that's kind of a huge reason I just picked you to come on this shit because, like, you you're an entertaining motherfucker, bro. 
Thank you, thank you. I try. And bro, honestly, I've I've been on that shit since like fucking Facebook. I used to be like posting a shit ton of uh, memes on Facebook and shit back in the day. And like people would like recognize me at like parties and shit in my hometown. It was weird. That's funny. So 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 that brings me to my like next question. Not next question because I haven't really asked anything yet. But like, you where are you from? Like where were you based? Um. So I came up in Northern Virginia in a a little town called Winchester. Okay. Uh, It's like probably about thirty forty minutes outside of DC on a good day. Um, but in November of 2019, I moved to Philadelphia. So I've been chilling out here ever since. My bad. Ripping a oh, you good, you good. <laughs> oh, you um, good, bro. Nah, that's dope. Do you like Philly? I mean, it's all right. You know, I guess I'm just not much of a city guy. Like, I don't hate it. It's better than DC was, but... Um, I do like like I've I've already linked with like a couple of artists and made friends with a couple of artists out here, which is cool because that's not something I'm used to in like my hometown. Everybody that I knew of that was like a rapper um, was like or like even a producer. Like they did some. It was either like Eminem type shit or like <laughs> really shitty like Lil Uzi Vert ripoff type shit. So I was kind of in like a weird middle ground where no one would really fuck with me when I did try and link with people. But out here, a lot of people are more open to that type of shit, and there's just a lot more artists all over the place. That's dope. So, so you'd say like Winchester and Virginia as a whole, like not not a huge scene that's like, you know, on the cusp of really anything. I mean, it's a a couple people out there that are like, it's a couple people out there that are like making moves and shit, um, but not like the same way out here. Like, for example, I worked at a T-Mobile a couple months back, and uh-huh. my my coworker was a producer, and he um, they would go to like him and his little clique would go out to like the studios and shit. And uh, he ran into like a couple like bigger like names in the industry and shit. Like he's worked with like Rob Banks and stuff like that, which was really cool. But like nobody in my hometown is doing shit like that. They're linking with like smaller artists from like the like DC and uh, Baltimore and shit like that, which is still Mm -hmm. cool. But it's not on like that type of scale. You know what I'm saying? I felt that. Um, How old are you, man? Uh, 23. I'm in my Jordan year. Word. It's not bad. When did you? So like. When did you start? Because uh, you make music, obviously. Was that like kind of the first step into like creating shit? Did you do other shit prior to that? Were you trying to be like a photographer and um, some other shit prior to that? Yes and no. Like, kind of like, kind of give me the uh, kind of give me the rundown. Like, what is it you say that you like do? Like by and large. Um. So what I do, I I always call myself like a, a multifaceted artist. Cause like I kind of have my hands in everything. Like music obviously is like the main thing. Yeah. Um, but like photography and videography are like my two biggest passions. I just don't really have like opportunities to do that as much. You know, I can make music in my room, but with Uh the whole COVID shit, I can't like go out and shoot music videos or shoot, you know, uh, just do like photo shoots and shit. I feel that that's exactly in the same fucking boat I'm in. Um, Luckily, I can kind of get away and kind of get my fucking juices going because I like do editing as well. But, mm. but bro, after coming up like a year on just like editing uh, off my PC, off just like 2D assets and shit off Google, like that shit gets chalked after a while because it's like I want to film shit, you know? Yeah, like I want to get out and like meet people and shit like that. But, exactly. you know, a lot of people are like weird about like I was supposed to link up with my old coworker from T-Mobile I previously mentioned. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Dave. I mean, you're probably never going to hear this, but... Um, <laughs> Or Overthink is his producer uh, producer name. But I was supposed to link up with him, but, like, his people were a little weird about, like, me coming around. Especially because I actually got COVID. 
And it was like right around the time that we were supposed to link. So after that, they're like, no, I don't know. If, you know, they're just being weird about it. It's not that they are like hating on me or anything, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're just one of the, they're just those types. Yeah. I got a lot of friends that are like that. They get like, see me, I fucking like, like I said, I've been at work and I haven't got nothing yet. And I'm like, I stay touching money and motherfuckers coming without masks. And surprisingly, I have not gotten shit. I've gotten tested like three times. Still nothing. Yeah, it's good. Honestly, I, I was like yeah. asymptomatic for the most part. Like I had oh, like, for real? oh, so you yeah, just like, like kind of rode right through that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wasn't even gonna like get tested for it or anything. But um, <laughs> like, how it happened? I, I went back to Virginia <clears throat> just for like a weekend to like see my family and shit. I hung out with my homegirl, mm-hmm. and then like two days later, she posted on her Snap story that she had it, and I was like, oh shit. But then my coworker, who also works at the same job as me mentioned it to my general manager that I was exposed to it. So they were like, no, you got to get out of here. You got to go get tested, this, that, and the third. So uh, then it was, and apparently I was positive, but yeah, it is what it is. I got a three weeks off work paid, so I, I can't complain too much. That's tight, yeah. What, when was that at? Um, I want to say like November. Yeah, it was uh, about mid-November. Oh, okay. okay of last sure. year, so. <clears throat> That's fucking crazy. I got homies out here that uh, – like one in particular he got covid and i think he was like out of commission for like i don't know like four months or some shit like that because he had a i can't remember exactly what it was i think there was some shit with like his kidney or some bullshit like that and like once that his covid hit him it fucking he was like yeah he was hospitalized for like months his bills were like fucking heavier than shit he had to do like a lot of fucking grinding like he had like his friends like contact news stations and he was just steady calling insurance companies and writing letters and writing emails and like that's like so fucked the fact that that shit can go down but then there's like you know obviously people like me and you who get contact contract that shit and then kind of just you know doesn't really phase us yeah like it's wild i had i don't like i don't know if you remember the swine flu shit that was going around in like 2009 i got that oh for real yeah, so I'd be what was that like? Oh, uh, the swine the flu thing? was fucking. That was like fucking horrible, bro. I was like yeah. that sick of shit. Like, yeah, like I was. I think I was in bed for like a week and a half just straight. Fucked, bro. Yeah, bro, that was fucked up. But COVID was for me anyway. I know it's a little serious. Depending on uh, which person you talk to, is a little different. But yeah, you know, for me, it just felt like some mild back pain. I had a headache, and I I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought I was like sleeping wrong or some shit. But yeah. Come to find out, uh, you know. Yeah, I thought other people tell me. They're like, yeah, I thought it was just allergies. Yeah, I I got lucky, but, you know, some people. For real. But. So, uh, so you make music and tell me about Phantom Fleet. Because that, first off, that's a cool ass fucking name. Thank you. So Phantom Fleet was. Good as fuck with names, bro. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but Phantom Fleet is like, uh, the brainchild of myself and a couple of my friends. Um, cause at the time we were all kind of into different shit. Like I've, I've been rapping since like eighth grade and I, oh, we, okay. once we, Damn. yeah, I was like, we were like for just freestyling and shit, you know, for fun. But eventually once we started like recording it and shit, we, we wanted to come up with like a group name where we could all just drop our shit together and everything uh-huh. like that. And, um, you know, it was my idea to create the group. And then the name came from my boy Blue, or Two Blues is a uh, rap name. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, it all started. And we, we have our hands in a little bit of everything, too. We have, like, a, a fucking a competitive Smash team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been kind of like Smash Brothers. But we've been out of commission on that because, you know, tournaments aren't really open right yeah, now and shit like yeah. that. Um, 
you know, so we got like gaming, we got fucking graphic designers, producers. Uh, we got half the team is in Australia too, which is another thing. So yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just a little multifaceted collective. You know, we're trying y'all to turn the, it into. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, oh, y'all were the ones that dropped merch. That was like it was like the blade or like something like like from a Halloween poster, and it said mm-hmm. Phantom Fleet in like red or some shit. I remember. Yeah, I remember those tees dropping like a long ass time ago. That shit was hard. Like. That's really the first kind of, uh, that's my first exposure to like you as a whole. Like, yeah, that was like, you know, remember. that shit, I, I don't know what it was, but like, I was, it just came to me. I was like really heavy into horror movies at the time. I mean, I've always been like a horror fanatic and shit, but I was like on like this really big kick. I was watching all types of like super obscure shit from like the 80s. And I've always loved like the the art and the covers and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That shit would look cool on a shirt. I'm trying yeah. to end it, it probably took me like 10 hours of just fucking around with different textures and shit like that before I finally came up with that design. And that was what, like a, like a year or two or something, right? Yeah. I think that was two years ago. Yeah. And two years ago was, was like the peak of kind of taking those aesthetics from like VHS covers and cassette tapes and like having it that, that grimy horror feel to it. And yeah, I saw that shit. Cause like that shit was always, has always piqued my interest. Like, do you, are you familiar with Doom Shop at all? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, bro. Fuck, of course you would be, bro. Yeah, like Doom Shop cover art has always been like my fucking shit. And then I saw the Phantom Fleet tees you guys fucking had, and I'm like, that's fucking, like, it, it was like so appropriate for the time. I really yeah. loved it. Um, so like, how do you kind of fit into like the underground? Like, because obviously I wouldn't be talking to you right now if kind of we didn't have some sort of hand in making shit and having all these mutuals and kind of being within the same circle so like tell me tell me about that like how did how did you get exposure to all this shit like you mean like as a whole as a whole like yeah like as far as like what you listen to and then you know as far as you start making music and then when did that start you know um connecting if you will well I remember I stumbled across ASAP Rocky's first tape um, on 4chan. It was a couple of days after it had like dropped because I was like 13 or 12 or 13 at the time. That's a funny as hell place to discover ASAP yeah. Rocky, bro. Yeah, it was, it was a, like weird. I was like, oh, that cover looks pretty cool. I'll check, I'll check it out. And then from there, I found Space Ghost Perp and I thought yeah. that he had a really cool name. So I was like, I'm going to look into more of this guy's music. And That's then of true. course, I found Raider Clan and uh-huh. Bones and so on and so forth so that's kind of where i got my start you know in terms of my first exposure to truly underground music that's really dope we have kind of similar trajectories because i kind of started from the same base level as well like it started with rocky and then you know some time later i you know fuck with denzel and then it kind of all trickled down from there coincidentally as you kind of peek behind the curtain and read through the forums and you know people yeah, the features it- and shit yeah, because like once you find once you find like SGP, at least for me, I'm yeah, like, okay, low I'm a fu- all right. What is this guy doing? Oh, he's yeah. got a collective called Raider Clan. Oh shit, it's like eighty motherfuckers in here. Shit. So then you got to peep every single one of their music, and then from there you find even more people like fucking Puya and Rob Banks and shit like that. And, and then and, and then Michael Rocks. And then you'd have like those surprising finds, like um, finding out like Mike G was a feature on a Denzel Curry track. I, f- I think it was Dark and Violent. I can't remember. Yes, that shit was old yeah. as fuck. You just yeah, like the gym. Pried that from like the depths of my memory right there. That was <laughs> I forgot all about that shit. Yeah, bro. I dig deep in crates, bro. That's all I gotta say. Um, so like, w- what kind of like gems stuck stuck out to you? Like aside from you know Bones, Raider Clan, and all those. Did you have any like personal favorites that kind of really 
cemented the idea of like kind of what you would want to do and what you would want to try and capture like musically uh yeah actually it's gonna sound kind of funny because like I guess it, when I when I say my introduction to underground, I forgot to mention like my two biggest influences when it came to rapping, which are like Lil B and Riff Raff, which is like <laughs> that's like a, like it's probably a funny thing to say, rules. but like, <laughs> but like you know they they showed me that like there's more to rap than like you know talking about the typical type of shit. You can put like a weird little spin on it and kind of be yourself, which is what made me Riff Raff is the whole reason I started freestyling and getting into rapping uh-huh. in the first place. Um, Cause I found like his uh, freestyles on fucking world star hip hop, like many years ago. And I was like, man, this dude's kind of fucking weird, but I kind of fuck with what he's saying. So ever since then, my, my whole sound, I've kind of cultivated around like kind of riffraff esque bones esque, you know, Raider clan, dark rap type shit. You know, I'm trying to like blend a lot of shit together when I make my music. I fuck with that. I wasn't expecting you to name drop riffraff in the slightest. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of glad you did. Yeah. Do you fuck with um, yellow wolf at all? Uh, I did for a long time uh, back in the day, but I didn't like, you know, back in like the, the daddy's Lambo era. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Back when like Rob Dyrdek's fantasy factory was still on TV, bro. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) uh, But after that, I haven't, I haven't listened to him in a long time, a long, long time. I just found out the other day that like him and Corn released a track and it was a cover of The Devil Goes Down to Georgia. Yeah, I'm like, who the fuck asked for this, bro? Yeah, that's what's weird as fuck. I might have to, I might have type that in so I can listen to it later. Yeah, no, it's funny as hell. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's 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 straight. It's The Devil Goes Down to Georgia, but with Jonathan Davis doing the vocals and Yellow Wolf having verses in between for some reason. That is, yeah, you can't hate on it, bizarre. but yeah, but it's it's quite bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little weird. Yeah, quite a product that you know no one was really expecting. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, bro, but like, it's just been all types of off the wall like collaborations and shit happening like, and since twenty twenty, I'm telling you, the simulation is starting to like glitch and shit. A little bit, a little. Yeah, bit. like that whole uh, debacle with the baby uh, dissing JoJo Siwa. Apparently, man, what the fuck. <laughs> I haven't I haven't read too much into it, but apparently he was a name dropper on a track or some shit, which is weird. That's yeah, it's a little weird. Like, the baby confuses the fuck out of me, bro. Like I can't really pinpoint what he is. Like because my only exposure to the baby has just been like seeing his picture and face on like Twitter. Like he's like just meme fodder because he's like ingrained yeah. into pop culture, and I'm like I can't tell if this dude is like a robot or not. Yeah, he's a he's a weird character. Apparently, dude used to like literally like go around in like a, a fucking bib and a diaper and like hand out mixtapes and shit. There's like videos of him doing that. Um, I do know that he killed somebody like legally. Oh, in a Walmart. Um, yeah, yeah, he oh like shot God. some dude. But other than that, I mean, he's got he got a couple good songs, but he's got a fat ass dick, from what I can recall. That's an interesting thing to bring up, but yeah. I can't say that I know anything about that, but. Oh yeah, yeah. The baby. I think yeah. That was like the third thing I've heard about the baby was that he got like his uh, his his schmeet leaked on fucking on the internet. Well, I mean, I did not. I've never. I don't think I've heard about that. But you never heard about that? That's funny. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The baby had like leaked nudes and shit. He probably leaked them on purpose. I wouldn't doubt it. Man walking around in a bib and shit. I yeah. mean, you can't really hate. That's innovative. But I don't know what that would be for me. You know, I, I give him props for sticking to the character. <laughs> for really for really living it up right there uh well, and, and so you you work at a car place huh yeah unfortunately it's been kind of fucking up my creative mojo these last few months but the money is good and then 
It's, it's good for now. I'm only going to be living in Philly for a couple more months. So, I mean, I feel like if I can stick it out and once I move back to Virginia and really get back into, you know, pumping some shit out. Well, um, do you live in Philly out on your own? Or do you have like, uh, family and shit out there too? What what uh, prompted you to, to make the switch from Virginia to Philly? Um, so my roommate and fellow Phantom Fleet artist, Two Blue, he moved out here to go to school. He goes to automotive school in uh-huh. a little town called Exton. And uh, he was just chilling out here and I didn't have a, I was like wrapped up in a lot of the wrong shit back home. And I was just trying to get out of the lifestyle I was living. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll come out there for a little bit and, you know, see what was up. And I've just been chilling ever since. And sorry, you said like around what age was this? Or like what year? This was, uh, this was 2019. Oh, okay. So this is like kind of recent. Yeah. This was, um, I think I was like 21 or 22 at the time. Okay. So like your early adulthood kind of like i guess from high school on i suppose what was what was that like in uh, in virginia like because you mentioned you were trying to get away from shit um i mean i honestly wasn't really on shit you know i was just kind of like you know fucking doing drugs and you know, i didn't have my license i was like in between jobs all the time unemployed for hella long you know selling shit but I mean, you know, it, it, it's just a, an easy lifestyle to get wrapped up in because it's like easy, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would just work some like dead end job and like sell drugs on the side and shit. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's like I was just comfortable, you know, I was complacent. Yeah, no, I feel that 100%. I, I actually had a conversation with this with my friend yesterday about kind of like being ordinary and acknowledging like how ordinary life can have its kind of like uh, its rewards and shit. But then to be the type of people that like, you know, me and my friends are and like you and your friends are like uh, getting those like flashes and those thoughts fast forwarding to like, okay, I could be just like 100% a normie. I could raise some dogs. I could work this part-time job, get a hustle on the side, you know, it it sounds, it starts to sound a little good. And then that's that shit that starts to get frightening. Do do you ever have like moments and shit like that? Or did you have that moment? And that's when you decided to like make the jump. Well, it was just like, Mostly, you know, I was like, I went to jail a few times Word. and after that, I was just kind of like, that'll do it. Yeah. You I'm know, assuming. I was just, I can't like, you know, after I, the first time I got out, I was like, okay, you know, that's it. I'm not going to be doing this shit anymore. I need to get my life together. And then I got back mm-hmm. into it and then it happened again. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, I really got to get my shit together. But then, you know, I started doing it again and then the opportunity presented itself to get out of my hometown. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, that's what I just have to do it. You know what I mean? No, that's good. And then, and like. I quit the job that I was where I was working at a Walmart and then uh-huh. I got two jobs, one at a restaurant and then one at my aunt's bakery. And I, like, I just fucking grinded out for like two straight months, like working like 14 hours a day. Still in Virginia. Yeah. Still in Virginia. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I saved up, I think like two grand and I was like, all right, fucking I'm out. You know, I got my license and all that shit. And then I just fucking dipped. I didn't, and my parents didn't know until like the week before I was leaving that I was leaving. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, oh. I was just like, hey guys, by the way, I'm 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 leaving. It's really like, expensive. Mean? I mean, kind of, sorta. It really depends on what area you live in. There's like some really sketchy areas that you can live in for like seven, eight hundred bucks a month uh-huh. for like a decent sized apartment. But you know, you might get like robbed and shit, like for real, for real. Word. Um, but the area that I'm in is kind of, it's, it's more like the burbs, so it's quiet. And Was we live it? in like. Oh, keep going. You live in the. No, burbs. I was gonna say, yeah, we live in like this is like big fucking old ass house. It's like the oldest house on the fucking. In the entire town by the looks of it but uh, we pay like 1400 a month which is that's not terrible yeah it's not terrible but for like a two-bedroom apartment it could be better especially our landlord does all of his renovations himself so oh, some yeah. some pieces are kind of shitty you know i felt that that's that's scary we kind of, we live 
I don't want to say similar lives, but like trajectory and shit. Cause I also barely just recently moved out, like saved up two grand to live with uh, my now girlfriend. Uh, was that was that a smooth transition for you? Cause I mean, I, I know kind of geographically it's all kind of close, but you're like you're moving a grip away from home. I'm assuming, right? With only two yeah, grand so in your like pocket. like three hours, yeah, three hours, yeah. So I mean. In my mind, I was like, yeah, it might be like scary. It might be this, that, and the third. But, you know, if I if I move out here and I fail, I still had that safety net. Of, I could always go back home. You know what That's I mean? Good, so yeah. I was just like, I'm going to just get out here and do what I have to do. And, you know, it's a, luckily finding a job out here is way fucking easier than finding a job back home because there's like so many little towns and areas that you yeah, can work in. That's good. Um, so you were able to like kind of get on your feet a little quicker once you jump ship. Like, did you ever have, like, you got like furniture and you had like groceries and shit. Like what, what, what was kind of that? Well, when I moved out here, um, we didn't really have a whole lot of furniture. It kind of, we kind of just amassed furniture, like as time <laughs> went on, you know, like I get that completely. Yeah. Like one of us would go home to visit and come back with like a chair or like a, just a random futon or a TV or, you know, Bro, eight months and I barely just got a coffee table for the living room. <laughs> yeah. Like I brought up, most of the shit from my bedroom that I had at home, like I brought up my desk, my computer, uh, my bookshelf and all my books and shit and all my art that I had on my walls. But other than that, we didn't have like literally our living room. Uh, I still have a picture of it on Twitter, but it was like literally a TV sitting on the ground with like one folding chair it was our <laughs> living room for like the first like seven months that I lived here until we got like a little futon and a coffee table and a, a fucking recliner and shit. That's tight. So your first couple months out in Philly, were you kind of, were you able to, create at all or kind of were you just still in kind of that grind mode to like get money up in order for you to kind of get into a position where you can start making shit well luckily when i got out here i got offered a job at the at a fucking a t-mobile right and it was yeah. like they were like okay your start date is like a month from today so i was like oh all right bet you know that's cool so i took that month and i you know i was just making music and shit and then at my orientation i met my music producer coworker, who i mentioned earlier and he kind of mm -hmm. helped me out in terms of he taught me a lot about like mixing um, and he sent me a lot of beats and shit like that. So up until I started working at the car dealership, I was creating pretty regularly. Like I've had a project in the works for fucking forever and a fucking day. Um, and it's finally close to being finished, but I've been working on that since I got out here aside from like a few uh, loose singles that I've done. Were, were those singles kind of like the most recent shit you you've done so far? Uh, yeah, for the most part, like honestly, I mean, if you look at their release date, um, there are like few and far in between. There was like two or three songs. Yeah, I was actually, uh, actually listening I, to you before hopping on this. I was listening to "I'm Off" and "Porcelain." Yeah, those are the two most recent um, most recent songs that I worked on. Yeah, I did a, a project with my boy Two Face. Uh, he came up to visit uh, me and my roommate. Um, he's from Maryland. You know, we've been kind of. He helped us get like Phantom Fleet off the ground in terms of like getting us to an actual audience. Like he kind of like fuck with what we were doing with the podcast and he was like, yo, this is kind of cool. I'm gonna show it to my friends. And then, you know, it turned, I got involved in a whole other community of the underground. Um, so that was cool. And then he came up to visit and we did a little project. By like community, you mean like, just like a kind of like a new circle of people or kind of like, is there like yeah. a podcast kind of community within the underground that you, that you were hip to? No, it's like a, a group of, it's like a, a community of artists. Oh, you know, okay. I felt that. Cause like, you know, my, my show's whole thing is that we're like, it's like a mock radio show and we like play music that we review from artists and shit that submit songs. And, That's you know, dope. we review like projects and we interview other artists and we interviewed him and reviewed some of his music. So he kind of, you know, just 
spread the word a little bit. And then all of his friends were like, oh, this is kind of cool. I fuck with what these guys are doing. You know, they're trying to put on for like really small artists and shit like that. So, you know, then they started listening and sending us their music and shit like that. And we started interviewing them. And I became friends with a lot of those folks uh, through that as well. That's really tight. Um, fuck, lost my train of thought there for a second. So obviously you listen to, to a lot of rap and like you kind of came up through that kind of channel. Is there like other genres that like have stuck with you that you still like resort back to for like inspiration and shit? Kind of kind of walk me through like what what phases have you gone through musically like for as far as what you listen to? Like, right, are you so, talking with metal and punk and shit as well, or has it just been mostly rap for the time being? Um, so my musical journey starts way back when I was a fucking kid, and my my mom and dad got me into the first two songs I ever memorized when I was like three and four years old was uh, "Cowboy" by Kid Rock, okay, and uh, <laughs> "Ball with a Ball" by Kid Rock as well. So you know, I've always, and then you know, they got me into like Metallica and shit like that when I was a kid. But when I first like actually like started like getting into music was in like fifth grade. My teacher introduced me to Avenged Sevenfold and Bullet for My Valentine. And then from there, you know, I had my whole little emo phase in fucking middle in, in school. Grade, your teacher put yeah. you onto that? Yeah, because it, it, it was weird, song. right? We played the same uh, uh, the same video game. It's an MMO called Guild Wars, right? Oh, okay. And, you know, he put us, he put me and my friend onto that because we were playing RuneScape. He's like, "Oh, you guys talking about RuneScape? You got to play this game." So he was he was cool as fuck. Shout out to Mr. Hose, but Mr. Um, Hose, Mr. Hose. <laughs> Mr. Hose got the hose. This is the perfect fucking story, bro. Mr. Hose put you on the fucking Guild Wars. But yeah, bro, he he hooked it up, bro. We could, me and, it was just me and my one friend in there. And we could like easily cut out like two hours of class just by, you know, he would like give us a worksheet and then we'd go over to his desk and talk to him about the game for like fucking, you know, hours and shit. He wouldn't give us like his friend because, you know, his username or anything like that because it would be a little weird if he was playing with 10 year olds, but um, he told us to check out these bands and then, you know, next thing I know, I was like, man, this shit's actually really fucking cool. So I got into like metal and like death metal and shit for a grip. And, um, you know, and you of course with that, grade, like fifth grade, right? Yeah. Fifth grade. That's crazy. And then, you know, with that, it came with the whole, at the time, you know, it was, it was cool to like hate on rap music and shit. It was like Lil Wayne was uh, in and Young Money was in. And like Tyga and shit like that. So I was one of those kids in like the YouTube comments, like, oh, this isn't real music. Blah, oh, blah, you, blah. you and me both, man. But, it's, uh, my- it's scary how how similar this shit like sounds. Like I was also yeah. in fifth grade, just starting to get into metal, not really fucking with Young Money and Bedrock. But, you know, I had the same as I fucking talked with my homie last night. Fucking once I really started to get back into rap music and start like becoming a student of the shit, like I started to appreciate all the shit more and more. And that's when I kind of stopped lying to myself where it's like, yeah, it's fucking kind of corny to hate <laughs> yeah. all the rap shit that I did when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly, bro. And it's like, honestly, I, I've been around rap for a long time because my sisters were always into it. You know, they, they put me onto a lot of shit. Same. Fucking, How many sisters like, you got? I got two older sisters. One just turned 30 this year. The other one is 27. God damn, bro. You and me both. Yeah, that's crazy. This is small scary world. shit right there. Yeah, bro. We're, we're the same person from like a different timeline. Yeah, different, different universe. Yeah, different colors too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they put me on to shit like fucking UGK and like fucking Trillville and shit like that. And uh, also a funny story, bro. My, um, my sister dated this one dude and he put me on like my first like when I got into rap music, when I like started to accept it, 
my sister's boyfriend put me on at like age 11 to the insane clown posse. That's funny. And of so. course I was like, Oh, these guys are fucking cool. You know, they're not talking about like chains and shit. And you know, they talk my about family miracles, is, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, <laughs> that like they talked about like being like poor and white and I was poor and white. So I was like, Hey, you know, this is like, just like me. Thank God I grew out of that phase in like a year or two, but, <laughs> but you know, That's I was a juggalo for a little minute. Yeah, bro. I had a I had a Hatchet Man phone background on my Samsung Messenger Touch back in the day. Hell yeah, dude! That's I had the the fucking my uh the Hatchet Man wallpaper on MySpace. That's funny as hell. Shit like that. But were you ever fucking with like Hollywood Undead? <laughs> I did fuck with Hollywood Undead for for a little bit. Um, only for a little bit though. I was I was into this weird phase where I was like really into bands and groups that wore masks. Like fucking Slipknot, Slipknot, Hollywood Undead, Guar, you know, shit Guar. like that. You know Mudvayne? I do know Mudvayne. Yeah, I didn't get masks I didn't get too bit. into Mudvayne compared to like the other three that I mentioned, but they were good. I felt that. Um so you mentioned like being put onto Event Sevenfold and shit. Kinda like was there any other like bands and shit that stuck out to you? Um, I listen to a lot of like fucking Whitechapel. I actually I have a little playlist right here on my YouTube. Give me one second. All right, All right. let me pull up. Me Yo, pull you should up. also you should send me that because I can put that in the description. I think it's uh I think playlists are like super fucking valuable. Well, there's all types of different random shit in here. Oh, but um, but like shit like corn, uh, system of a down. Um, this is happy. Yeah, system was a, a big one for me, and like five finger death punch and shit like that. It's crazy. A lot of overlap I'm hearing right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Escape the fate was another big one. Uh, listening to the fuck out of some escape the fate. Also, some there's some dubstep in here. That's wild. Well, who'd you fuck with when you're listening to dubstep? Um, crispy. Most of the shit is from this guy named Crispy. I can't remember. That's sick. Um, that's sick. That's a good one. Bass Nectar, Dead Mouse. Um, those are the only ones in here right now. These Did you cool. ever fuck with Getter before like he blew up? I think I heard like a few songs from Getter, but I never like got into him. I just listened to so much like random shit would pop up on my YouTube when I was a kid that I, I there shouldn't even nowadays where I'll like it'll come on my autoplay and I'll be like, wait a minute, I heard this shit wait before. Like <laughs> like from like the deepest depths of my fucking memory. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck? Um, aside from like the little bit of dubstep you had in the playlist, did you, were you like big into EDM at all? Like, do you fuck with that scene? Um, or did no, you ever, I, did you ever like dabble? I, I, I dabbled in it for, I was probably like 12 or 13 when I was into that shit, but I never got like super into it. You know, I got uh-huh. like homies and shit that are like EDM DJs and shit like that. And I just don't, I don't fuck with it now. You know I mean? So I, I like... Like drum and bass is all right. Some of it is okay, but you know, I'm not into the whole culture and stuff like that. I think it's a bit much for me. It's a little bit. I know this is going to sound kind of hack to ask, but it's like really the first time I ever get to talk about it on mic. But like, do you fuck with hyperpop shit? Do you- like define hyperpop. Cause it's still like a gray area for me in terms. Like, I got, I, I know some groups that are like classified as hyperpop, but like, I don't know what exactly that term constitutes. Do you know what I'm saying? Fuck oh, man. That's a tough one. Cause it, I mean, even UVC as a whole, I feel like there's still kind of like dissension is between what exactly is what. Like yeah. it, it changes every now and again too. But from my from my understanding, um, shit, I, as like a big picture type of deal, this is the best way I could say it. But kind of like how we saw 
kind of a reemergence with the emo sound and you know that evolved into like the trap metal shit with peep and then like kind of like the new new generation of screamo was kind of like that 2016 2017 side of soundcloud right i yeah. can only i can only assume that hyperpop is now like a new soundcloud era but instead of like that emo shit being the core influence it is now uh edm shit which uh i feel like sounds cool on paper but in uh execution has kind of really gone awry uh but yeah it's a lot of the uh i guess really like high tempo very energetic yeah uh, like 100 gex would be hyper pop right yeah fucking yeah, yeah. sorry i should have just gave you an example yeah yeah, yeah, 100, no, you're good. yeah that 100 gex uh um quinn i don't like all those names you see pop up on the timeline uh, yeah yeah so i mean i don't like i don't hate it like i see like the creative merit behind it i know i see what they're going for and mm-hmm. i understand that it's like the next evolution and what like people are going to be listening to kind of like how back in the day everybody was making like Raider clan funk type music and shit. And then it kind of evolved, like you said, into the peep type shit. And now it's going into hyper pop. I understand it. Some of the songs are catchy, but at the end of the day, it's not for me. There's a couple songs that I do like that I actually like listen to on my free time, but you know, for the most part, it is what it is to me. I felt that. Yeah. You and me are kind of in the same camp on that. I, uh, it's also kind of been a little difficult to digest as like a creative type person because by and large, a lot of the artists that have blown up, you know, because of the advent of hyper pop has really been a lot of, you know, don't get me wrong. They're very talented, but it's kind of been uh, a surge of just like teenagers, like children that are obviously very tech savvy because it's 2021. And because of COVID and shit, everyone's locked up in the fucking house. I, you know, it's only logical that everyone kind of picked up this skill on how to make beats. And because everyone's on fucking line, like through osmosis, you know, everyone's learning how to make hyperpop beats. And now, now a year later, it's now like infiltrated the culture. There's fucking deals being made. Like teenagers becoming so, so rich off, you know, yeah. Spotify playlists, which is dope. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it, it's, it's a fascinating and challenging thing to see because it's like, this got so many eyes so so quick and there's still people you know like and honestly that's just part of the game but to see people kind of left in the dust that were really hitting the peak before the sound and the culture shifted to yeah. to shit that's real uh i don't want to say uh like disposable because i mean obviously if you fuck with it and you're making so much money off it there's merit to it but it's kind of like a like junk food, you know, like McDonald's. Yeah. It's like one of those things. He, I see what you're saying. It's not going to be, it's not, you don't know how long it's going to last. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, so for, I don't know, like artists like myself, I don't make hyper pop, you know, we're kind of, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of how to word it, but it's like people that don't make hyper pop are kind of struggling to get their footing, exactly. I guess would be a way to put it, you know, no, cause yeah. that's what I'll, has all the attention right now. So, cause I was, know. I was straight up going to ask him, like, do you feel a little fucked now that hyper pop has taken off? Like fucking as this, uh, as this underdog out of fucking nowhere. I mean, it's, for me, it's like my whole, I, I make music for fun. Like first and foremost, I don't really care about like, going places like i'm in it for like the memories and just to like have fun and shit like that so when it comes down to like making making like a shit ton of money and stuff like that i don't really care about all that type of shit so i mean good though i mean that's i respect that answer a lot i feel like not 
too many people are uh they're not ready to be like i'm not trying to like blow up off of this i'm just like it's for fun you know what i mean i feel yeah, like it's a like, real good headspace to enter in like my ultimate goal when i got into like the underground and shit was to like leave a footprint you know what i'm saying like i respect i didn't want to like yeah i didn't want to like blow up but like i wanted to be one of those people that like behind the scenes people knew you know what i'm saying like somebody i know might blow up and like down the line they'd be like oh yeah kind of dead that's a real one you know he knew me back when i was like you know he helped me get my footing and shit like that i always care more about like creating a platform for other people that take it more seriously than myself because like i said it's not that i don't take it seriously but it's more for fun you know what i'm saying so i'm not making the same moves that some people are making that's fair yeah you're more for longevity and kind of uh i don't want to say culturally but like kind of like in the in the big scheme of things you'll have a name there that you know even though yeah you weren't fucking living a very lavish lifestyle off a hobby you did you still were there connecting dots and meeting people and experiencing shit that you know will last for other people that do make it to that position like think like think of it like trying to think of like who's an artist that kind of took a similar route like i would say odd future but they kind of blew up but you know somebody like artists that aren't really you know online at this they aren't point, like kind of the same. on you know what i'm saying yeah. but they have like they've worked with like big people like earl sweatshirt and like action bronson and shit like that but yeah know, nobody knows who that. the fuck they are you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying yeah i feel the same exact way i i mean obviously you know because i've like i've gone to school and I've, I've took the time and put in the hours to like learn some shit so obviously i would love for it to benefit me especially you know financially but you know at the end of the day if i can still do it and still uh prove myself you know and make shit that lasts and make shit that isn't just you know disposable that's all i fucking care about you know yeah i mean it's like i mean uh, sorry go on no you i was gonna say like don't get me wrong i would love to make money like if i do end up blowing up that'll be awesome don't get me wrong like i would love that but for me, it's not something I'm like chasing, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, I'm like, I know some people are in it specifically to get the status and the fame and, you know, the money and shit like that. But for me, it, I feel like if it's going to come, it's going to come, you know what I'm saying? So I just got to keep doing what I'm doing and eventually it'll, it'll come to that point if it comes to that point, you know what I mean? You ever struggle along the way? I mean, aside from the fact that it's like physically, objectively harder to kind of make moves that we've been used to making kind of like internally do you do you struggle with yourself creatively and i guess your lot in life just being 23 fucking on your own in general yeah i mean like i said earlier i have a a project that i've been working on for a long time and i was supposed to drop it like i think like seven or eight months ago it was last july actually i was supposed to drop it on my birthday um but you know i got i got this job at the car place and it started taking up all my time so really ever since i started here at this job, like I work like 60 hours a week. So in terms of like, yeah, so it's, and you know, I really have to like grind to make my money. I'm not getting paid hourly or anything like that. Like I have to like go out there and like make the calls and like, you know, harass people and shit like that to make sales. So that's what's been taking up so much of my time. So really, I've never really struggled with anything creatively up until I started working this job. And don't get me wrong. It's, it's good to be like on my own and like be an adult and make like big boy money. That's cool. But I think like in the back of my mind, it's always there. Like whenever I see you know, all my recording equipment or my camera sitting there. I'm just like, man, I wish I had the time to like do something. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, that's I don't, don't want to do this shit forever. You know, I feel like that shit does hurt very differently because I'm the same way. Uh, you know, I barely just 
I barely just got full time at the joint I've been working at. Um, but like I'll come home and like I got my fucking monitor set up, my camera bags just like collecting dust and shit. I'm like, fuck, like and then part of me like, yeah, part of me just like it, it feels bad. It's like what the fuck are you gonna do? You know, I got you know, I got shit on hold for now. Man, and it sucks like like I said, when I move back to Virginia, I'm probably gonna take like um probably like a month, maybe maybe two months. I'll probably chill and like do some DoorDash or some shit just so I can have time to like catch up on all the projects that I really want to do and link up with all the people that have want to, you know, that wanted to fuck with me and do shit back when I was home in terms of like photo shoots and shit like that. Anyway, did you ever go to school or anything like that for anything? No, man. I'm honestly, I'm like entirely self-taught everything that I know. I've just been, it's been like fucking around with garage band and like, you know, reading up on like how to mix songs and shit like that. Like and in terms of I've I've like I've always wanted to make a movie ever since I was a kid. So I can I just like pick up a camera and I just like play around. I I couldn't tell you like what the settings are specifically, but I know what they do. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that completely. Um, fucking goddamn. What? Uh, what? Oh man, I was gonna ask you some shit about cameras, and it completely slipped my mind. Um, I guess, but. At the core of what I was trying to ask you is like, why, like, why cameras, like, why videography and shit? Because obviously, I, before I started this shit and before I started doing the writing for UVC, I was in the same exact boat. I wanted to make videos and I wanted to make films, you know, and skits and shit. So, kind of tell me more about that, because I, I personally don't know that many other videographers and people interest, even interested in that type of shit, aside from, you know, my homies that i know from school you know obviously because we all went to school for the same shit yeah um, yeah tell me about that so where it all kind of started for me it was like you may remember like back in like the really early days of youtube like content creators that put like a lot of effort into their shit were the people who kind of got like recognition like i don't know if you're familiar with the angry video game nerd or anything like that yes sir i hear he's kind of a divisive figure at this point yeah, I mean, that's like a whole nother can <laughs> of worms, but like... That's that YouTube back, lore. Yeah, back in like 2005 or six or seven and shit like that, he... No one was like putting the production value that he was putting into his YouTube videos, just for YouTube videos. And then, you know, I was like, man, this is really cool. Like, everybody else is just recording stupid shit that they're doing, whereas this guy is actually like, you know, making animations and shit by himself and like, you know, doing all this crazy editing and making short films and shit like that. That's really cool. And then, of course... Like the first time I picked up a camera, uh, me and my friends were like super into jackass and shit like that, obviously, as, you know, a mid 2000s kid would have been. So we were trying to record shit like that. And I was always on camera duty. And I was like, hey, we should like try and do like a movie or some shit. We should try and make like, you know, a YouTube video that's like a, a horror movie or this, that and the third. And, you know, so that's kind of where like the seeds were planted. And, you know, I've always kind of just stuck with it. Like I've always gotten a thrill out of like shooting a video or just taking pictures and shit like that. That's really dope. Uh, I remember for me, it was, I was watching Nick News with Linda Ellerby. Do you remember that shit? I do, yes. There was, there was, a, fuck, I already forget his name, but it, it was an episode on like this uh, uh, Lego stop motion dude. Mm. And I saw him make that shit. And I, was, I think I was like 10 or 11 or some shit. And he had been like 14, 15. I'm like, well, fuck, if this dude is, you know, making all this shit just off you know, paint and iMovie. There's no fucking way I can't do that. But I had like the shittiest fucking uh, tech up until I was like 17. And shit, I didn't even get a good working PC till like last year. So, but 
you know, that was my grind, fucking trying to make Lego stop motion videos on the shittiest laptop with a, like a point and shoot. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I actually uh, I was kind of known on, on wrestling YouTube back in the day when I was a kid because I used to make um, wrestling videos on Windows Movie Maker. I would like save gifts on photo bucket of like finishing moves and shit like that. And I'd be like top 10 finishers in the WWE. And like my my videos got like I can't prove it right now because my I, you know copyright claims and shit like that happened, but you know um, they would get like hundreds of thousands of views and shit like that. And I had like friends and shit that I would talk to online. I'm sure I didn't tell them that I was like an eight year old kid, but I'm sure it was pretty obvious because I couldn't type for fucking shit. But, but yeah, you know I, was, that's one of those things. I was on that grind when I was a, a child. Do you uh, did you? So I, I guess as far as like you know, because we're similar in age, like. Uh, like we're like old enough kind of to be around for like early internet and like those forums and shit so like new grounds and like that like them stick figure pages did you ever fuck with those at all like yeah bro i was on a i think it was called like stick arcade or some shit i played like hella uh fucking stick figure games and like what was it dude oh fuck i think it was called thing thing arena i don't know if you ever yes, played those games bro, no that is my shit bro yeah i was like fucking heavy on thing thing arena bro because it wasn't blocked at school either so whenever i would go to school i would just be grinding that shit out like playing play, zombie mode and shit you ever play this game called sift heads it was like sift the sniper heads. yes yes yeah there's um, so many of them joints out there They're and like fucking so uh did you ever play Stick RPG? Stick RPG. Was that like yeah. a, like a top down type thing? Yeah, it was like top down, and you like it was kind of like Grand Theft Auto, but you were. Yeah, a stick I remember that. Yeah, you could like sell like meth, and you can like get drunk in the game. Yeah, you could get like get drunk and like sell meth and like kill cops and shit like that. My parents had no fucking idea when I was doing <laughs> on the internet. Yo, me fucking too, bro. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Like, what? How how invested into like kind of internet shit are you? Because I mean, I feel like there's some people i mean like even my girlfriend like i try and explain her like videos and shit i used to see at like 12 and all the pranks i used to play on my fucking friends like sending them to bestiality sites and shit she looks at me like i'm a fucking sociopath which Uh, she's not she's not totally incorrect but so like yeah i mean i was i was on the exact same shit like so my friend group when i was a kid they used we did like bmx and we skated and shit right but my parents wouldn't let me they wouldn't let me leave the neighborhood. So whenever they would like, whenever they would like ride their bikes, like into downtown and shit like that, I was stuck at home. So I would just like be on the internet, like playing games, like playing RuneScape and shit and like browsing the obscure corners of the internet, like new grounds and shit like that. So when it comes down to like finding like, you know, two girls, one cup and fucking, you know, uh, pain Olympics and shit like that and bestiality sites and best score, I would always be like sending that shit to my friends that were in town mm-hmm. riding their bikes and shit. And they'd be like, bro, what the fuck? You know, I was kind of that weird kid that would do type of, that type of shit. That's funny. So, yeah, I mean, no offense, but you, like you seem to type. So I figured it was like a safe bet to kind of ask that. Yeah, I've, I've kind of always been kind of invested in the internet you know it's one of those things if i wasn't outside playing like i was 100 percent like on the internet or playing ps2 and shit like that oh damn what what were you rocking on the ps2 uh, i played a lot of like tony hawk's underground fucking uh star wars battlefront um fucking what else was there i played grand theft auto san andreas was a you know timeless classic that should go without saying um need for speed was cool Man, I probably I probably played just about fucking anything you could imagine on a PS2. I got like fucking thirty five games sitting on my shelf right now on the PS2 games. I had like so, a collection of like hundreds of fucking PS2 games because my mom would always get me like a cheap bin game 
Like, yeah. She got paid. Yeah, because shit was only like twenty bucks, five bucks, twelve bucks a year. You know, it wasn't yeah. no fucking seventy dollars a fucking job every fucking you know month. Yeah, like my but, fucking my dad would like take me to GameStop every Thursday when he got paid, and he'd give me twenty bucks, and I would just like grab however many games I could. Before like, like streaming and shit, did did Virginia or uh, did you have you lived in, did you live in Virginia your whole childhood or did you like yeah. pass around? Did uh, you ever I, have like those hole in the wall video spots before streaming took over, like the Hollywood yeah. videos and the fucking game there's spots this, and shit? <laughs> yeah, there's this place called Game Haven and um, <laughs> like it was like video games and Yu Gi Oh cards and Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that. And I would, like, force my dad to take me to that place. And, you know, I would, like, go there to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments, and I would just get completely fucking worked because those kids actually knew how to play the game. And I was oh. just like, haha, you know. I was still playing with, like, made-up rules that my friends came up with and shit like that. That's but I would, like, so. that was, like, the spot. But they closed down. I think, like, the owner got, like, fucking murdered or some shit. But The fuck? Yeah, it was, it was a, I can't really remember a whole lot. But something bad happened to the owner, and that's why they had to close down. But it was that's a cool an, spot, though. That's one way to go out as, like, the owner of a video game uh, brick-and-mortar store. Yeah, no, that was, like, back in the glory days of shit like that. You can't really get that nowadays because everything's digital. Nah, you really can't. Like, I'm even just, like, aesthetics of those buildings, walking in, seeing, like, the the stylized kind of carts. Not carts, the racks. I yeah, man. Right. Just like the shelves, bro. Like that. Like I remember Hollywood Video had like specific game or specific like racks that the games were held in, and you went to Blockbuster, same deal. Fucking all these other hole in the wall spots. It was a fun fucking experience, and it's and it was accessible too. Like it was it was cheap fucking games, you know. PS2 shit on sale, easy. Yeah, bro. And like the PS2 had, I think, like the most games out of any consoles. So you could just like go there and find any type of shit. And it's like. There was like this one game that was I had. It was just called Corvette, and it was just about driving Corvettes, just like fucking through towns and shit. There was no like story or anything like that. Like anybody could make a fucking PS2 game back then. Yeah, there was so fucking many, and I I remember going through like a Wikipedia article not even not that long ago, but they they catalog every fucking PS2 game ever made, and it like you could scroll for fucking you know a long ass fucking time just playing I Spy. Like oh, I had this fucking game, had this gem, had that gem. There was shit I've played that, like, I had no idea if other people, like, you ever, like, clocked or ever fucking played. But, like, they, they gave me, like, fond fucking memories, dude. Cause, and I yeah. had a PS2 for a grip because I didn't get an Xbox 360 till I was, like, I don't know, in, like, eighth grade. So I was, like, I was, like, a year late to, like, Modern Warfare 2 and shit. Oh, yeah, bro. Honestly, same here. That's, that's wild. I remember because I got my, uh, my Xbox came. It was, like, the fucking four gigabyte slim one. And it came with a uh, Black Ops, and I had to make my mom buy me Modern Warfare Two because none of my <laughs> friends had it yet. Did you ever play? Uh, there was a PS2 game called SOCOM US Navy SEALs. Does that ring a bell? It does. I did. I played. There was a few of them. I'm pretty sure. It was. A, there was uh, a, yeah, I, think I like played. A, I played a couple of those. One of those, uh, like, because you, you could plug your Ethernet cable back into your PS2, and you could play online doing that shit. And like, that was my first introduction to like toxicity <laughs> on gaming bro that shit was fun i was 12 years old ethernet cable no xbox talking to like 40 year old men because only like kids at the time and shit were like big on the xbox wave yeah i never i never did the ethernet on ps2 um i did um i used to go over to my friend's house he had a the original xbox and we'd play halo 2 and of course we were the he was like the fucking I never partook, but he was a kid on there like screaming swear words and shit. I was always scared his parents were gonna tell my parents, so I never did none That's of that. That's really shit. funny. I had a 
this is so like off topic, but I had a friend back in the day that was like super fucking religious. And so around the time like Skyrim came out, I would like grind on that shit. And then I'd have to sneak it over to his fucking parents' house because his parents wouldn't let him play that shit. And they like, wouldn't let him watch Harry Potter. His parents were like big yoga heads and like they stopped doing yoga because like they thought all that shit was satanic. So like yeah. my, my man was hurting so fucking bad because all of us like were grinding Skyrim out and like finishing it. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, bro. I remember when Skyrim came out, bro. My fucking my mom, I was talking to her all week because I pre-ordered the game. And I was like, mom, you're going to be able to take me to GameStop, right? We're going to go to GameStop <laughs> and I'm going to get it on release day, right? And she's like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And then the, the day came. And all my friends were fucking off school that day because they were playing it. And I was like, Mom, all right, let's go. And she's like, oh, no, we have, we have to wait until tomorrow. And I was like, Mom, come on, bro. So I was in the Xbox Live party listening to all my friends have the fucking time of their life. And I'm still fucking playing Call of Duty in silence. Oh, that shit hurts so bad, bro. Are you ever, like, run out of live? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, during, was... a, during a fucking game night sesh, trying to play yeah. search and shit. And you try logging into the party and it's like, fuck, why can't I connect? And you're like, shit. And then your mom makes you wait because you yeah just, bro you it was cards. one time my fucking um what was it my xbox live bio said like justin bieber is gay or some shit and then got banned that's i got like i got on to like fucking we were gonna play ground war or some shit on modern warfare 2 and i was like you have been banned or whatever and i was like they hit oh, you with what? that code of conduct yeah bro for, for fucking 48 hours i was just playing zombies by myself like a fucking idiot i think i had dick in my bio or something like that and my fucking bitch ass friends reported me i was banned for like three days Bro, you want to know some fucked up shit that I did in high school? What's up? So you you play Black Ops too, right? I'm yes, assuming. Sir. So you know how it went up to like Prestige Ten, and then above Prestige Ten was Prestige Master, right? Yeah. So we had this one kid. He was like, he was like a mutual friend of somebody in our group, and he we always argued with him. Like he didn't like anybody in our in our group at all. I don't know why he played with us so much, but uh, so he was like, I think Prestige Ten, like level fifty three. It was almost to Prestige Master, and my friend got his uh xbox login to like download a game or some shit and i was like ben if you give me his login i'll reset his prestige right now oh that's like, funny as hell <laughs> he was like no you won't do it bro you won't do it and then he gave it to me and i logged out and i logged in on his account and i got on and i joined the party and i was like what's up motherfuckers and they, it was funny because when i joined the party they all tried to act cool like like they didn't know if it was me or not so they were like oh hey what's up what's up man and i was like hey guys it's me and I reset it right in front of everybody. And then he, this dude was like screaming at the top of his lungs. I wish I was there to like hear it. I think I, I was in trouble that day or some shit. But he like called Treyarch and shit like that. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, bro. He was fucking, he was fuming, bro. He never, yeah. I, he never spoke to me again after that. I dated this light-skinned girl once that was real big into Snapchat. Like she was, she wanted those fucking emoticons. She wanted the logos. She wanted the streaks and shit. And one day yeah. I like accidentally missed a day to Snapchat her. And I shit you not, I was so fucking uh, uh, like Stockholm syndrome and shit. I, so I fucking contacted Snapchat and it was like a week ordeal to try and restore the streak. I had to like find some weird forum. Uh, I guess you get like one freebie to restore your streak on your account. Uh, Bro, that's good to know, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're ever if you're ever dating a light skinned girl, that's just like riddled with red flags and you need an out because that coochie hit, like hit good. So like you oh, don't yeah, you really gotta, like, give it up yet. You got to hit up Snapchat and get let them know like, hey, I want my freebie for the Snapchat because my girl's going to trip. Bro, I got a, a snap streak right now. Like I'm not even on like any serious shit like that. Like I don't like care about it. But I would I would have uninstalled the app if it weren't for the streak. But it's at one thousand four hundred and fifteen <laughs> days. Goddamn. 
Yeah, we've been, we've been, we got, that's like my best friend. I've known that dude for like 20 years. So. Bro, player cards, right? I bet you can get like a Vice article or something out of that. Bro, I looked it up. I think I'm about to look it up again. I think the longest was like 1600. Last time I checked. And you're at what, like 1100, 1400? 1400. 1400. Um, so it's 1759 as of February 4th, 2020. Man, so we, we're getting up there. We're getting up there, bro. For real. One of these motherfuckers better not slip. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming for the top, baby. That's funny as hell. So, like, what are your parents like? You got old parents or what? Uh, kind of, sort of. I mean, they're kind of like you know, in that right age for my age. I'm like my mom. My mom just turned fifty last year. My dad is fifty-two or fifty-three. Oh, okay, yeah, that's like average. But yeah, my parents are like really down to earth people. Like, you know, they kind of raised us to kind of just do our own thing. Like I said, my parents kind of let me just browse the internet un- unadulterated because they were like, look, I don't care what you what games you play, what you see on the internet. As long as you know, you can't be doing that shit in real life. If you're on Grand Theft Auto killing hookers and shit, you know, just don't do that. No, unfortunately, yeah, hookers are really just like being killed. Yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, but, you know, so, they, I don't know, they're pretty chill people. That's all I can really say about them, you know. That's my, they were. That's good to hear. My mom was kind of, I, I didn't really get along with my mom until after I like got out of high school. She worked at my high school, so I kind of had to deal with her a little bit more than most people have to deal with their parents. What'd your dad do? Uh, my dad is a master electrician for a county um, in D.C., works at schools and shit. Oh, that's hard. That's a but, safe yeah, title to have. I fuck with electricians, man. I fuck yeah, with for, unions. Like, I fuck with blue-collar unions. <laughs> Yeah, bro. He's a, like the most blue collar dude. You know, he goes to work, comes home, drinks beer, cooks dinner. That's about his whole life. But there's, no, there's I, something kind of relieving about that. Once again, sometimes I sit back from work. And I'm like, fuck, dude, that could be me. <laughs> and then I think, fuck, no, because I'm going to feel like shit. Yeah. yeah. At this point, he's been doing it for like 30 some odd years. So he's wild. He's passed me. all that. I work at a clothing store and my manager has been working like with the company for like 18 years. And I thought, fuck, dude, you've been working here like, like almost as much as I've been alive. That's how I, when I worked at like fucking Walmart, there was this one bitch that worked like, (laughs) yeah, she had like what they called a, right. So for five years, you got a silver badge for 10 years, you got a gold badge. And then I think for like 20 plus years, you got a fucking, uh, the platinum badge. And then the platinum badge showed you exactly how many years you got, you were in the business. And this bitch had fucking like 36 years on hers. And I was like, bro, you've been working here longer than I've been alive. Damn, like literally an entire lifetime. That is just fucking bonkers. That's so funny to me. That fucking Walmart gives you stripes for just being yeah. loyal. That's fun. That's like some scary shit to unpack right there. Yeah. And of course she had like no personality at all. Cause you know, her whole life, she, you know, she, back then, if you were a woman, no offense to the people born back in the day, but you know, you didn't really have to do a whole lot. Nah, you know yeah. what I mean. So like, she was like a real simple old lady. You know, she just came to work, she fucking bagged groceries, and she went home and did God knows what until she had to come back <laughs> the next day. So yeah, there's this KFC by my mom's house, and there's this old ass lady that works there, and you know, I'm so my mom doesn't drive a whole lot, so I'm always the one that's like the courier. Yeah, or at least I was till I moved out. Um, and yeah, for like so many years, this old ass lady was always working the desk at KFC. And one of these days I'm like, yeah, when, when, when is she going to get like replaced? When's like, when are young people going to work here? And she's still fucking there. I'm like, damn, what drives this old ass lady to come to work and just like hawk chicken the fucking strangers? Like, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I mean, shit, if you like what you do, you know, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I, don't know. I, hope, I just I hope she's happy. I can't explain it. Yeah. Yeah.
I worked at Walmart for like a year and a half and I fucking hated that shit. But I stayed there so long. I got away with so much shit, bro. I was like sleeping like in the fucking meat coolers and shit and like cussing out managers and shit like that. That's I just right. never got fired. So right, they type. couldn't afford to fire or couldn't afford to hire anybody else. Like they didn't want to have to go through all that process. I already knew how to do everything. So they're like, fuck it. Do you ever work in the food industry at all? Oh, yes, dude. That shows. I fucking hate the food industry more than anything. Like, what did you do? And how long did you do it for? Uh, my first job was at a, well, what's the, you're from what, Arizona, right? Yes, sir. Um, so out, out here, there's this little gas station, like slash food place called Sheets. And um, <laughs> I worked there. That's my first job, which fun, a funny story about that. I got caught stealing from there when I was 11. And the, the store manager called the cops on me and shit. And like, you know, my parents handled it. They went up to the fucking store and would you steal talked like, to her. What'd you steal? Bro, I stole two Slim Jims. Bro, and he got he had to do all that extra shit to an eleven year old for Slim Bro, Jims. but you know the crazy bro, like we were supposed to leave, right? It was like me and all my friends, and we went out. I went outside, and I was like, "Look, guys, I got him!" Ha ha ha. And I was like, "All right, let's get the fuck out of here before they before they notice." And then they're like, "No, we gotta wait because my friend Raphael was still inside." So like, no, we gotta wait for Raph. We gotta wait for Raph. And I was like, bro, I just fucking stole something. We have to leave. And then uh, like, as I'm getting on my bike to leave, the fucking the manager comes out. And fucking catches my ass. Everybody else fucking dips on me, of course. But yeah, and then when I turned 16, like, I've been going to that gas station, like, my entire life since I moved into Winchester. So that lady, like, watched me grow up and shit like that. And then when I was 16, she was like, yo, you know, come in for an interview. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, just come in for an interview, just dress nice, and you'll have a job. And I was like, all right, bet. So I worked there for, like, two and a half years. And I, dude... (laughs) I used to be like in the in the food uh, area, like making meals and shit, and I would be so fucking pissed off that they would just be like, "All right, look, go work the register. Just get out from back here. You don't need to be back here right now." I'd be like slamming shit around and like cussing and shit. Oh, dude, I'm just uh, I wouldn't say I'd be doing all that, but like mentally, you know, because I try and avoid conflict at all costs because it's exhausting. <laughs> but yeah, no, I uh, I barely just got to a point in my job where I do like stock shit, so I'm like you know, taking clothes out boxes. I'm fucking with hangers. I'm fucking, you know, I'm taking shit to the trash and I adore it, bro. Cause I can just clock in. I work real early ass hours too. So I'm like in there before customers are for like four hours on my shift. So I got headphones in, you know, listening to podcasts and shit. Yeah, bro. Stocking is like fucking money, bro. That shit's so easy. For real. I mean, I wish I got, you don't got to deal with nobody. I got dreams, you know, but it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, you learn to accept it. So, well, before I say anything else, we're coming. All right, we're coming up a little bit over an hour. You don't gotta dip none or anything like that. I mean, if you do, that's cool. But I just want to check um, in on you. I mean, we could go for a little while longer. I would like to smoke a cigarette and, um, you know, take a shower before I go to sleep. But we, we I still got a little, few more minutes in me. Word, word. I won't keep you too much longer. Um, so were your parents like aware of when you were on like you know your demon time shit? You know, in your in you know in your early twenties, eighteens, whenever. Bro, so like. No, I I thought they were right because I wasn't like, I was like secretive with it and shit. But like, there would be times where I would like, you know, like, I would like run some weed out to somebody in the driveway and I would just come right back in. You know, I'd be like, hey guys, I'll be right back. And then I'll walk out and I'll walk back in like five minutes later and be like, oh, um, never mind. My friend called me and said that you know we don't he doesn't want to hang out anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then they'd be like, oh, okay, and they just accepted it up until I went to jail for the first time and I called my dad and I was like, Hey dad, long story. I'm in jail and I need you to fucking help me out. And they had like no idea. So when I got out, I had to like explain to them the whole situation and why I got in trouble and shit like that. How'd they take to that? 
my mom was fucking pissed, but my dad was just like, oh, boys will be boys. You know, he didn't care. He's like, well, look, <laughs> you need to, like, I, I, like, I, he was more understanding. He'd been, he, you know, he did stupid shit when he was my age too. So he was like, well, look, when we, when's your next court date? I'm going to help you get through everything, do everything you need to do to, so this doesn't happen again. And funnily enough, the second time I went back, it was because the court sent me a letter that said my court date was pushed back. So I was like, okay, cool. So logically I didn't show up to court that day. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I just got home from work. I took a nap and I woke up to my dad coming into my room and he's like, Hey, the sheriff's here. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean the sheriff's here? So they were like, yeah, you missed your court date. And I showed them the paper and everything. And they were like, Oh, well we still have to take you in. That's fucked. So, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? But you know, eventually when I talked to the judge, he was like, Oh, you know, we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then he dropped uh, my KPS charge for missing court. I was like, yeah, damn right. Motherfucker. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> did you do like long? Did you, did they like keep you long and shit or, you know, what, well, what that, was that time, like? that time it was just for a weekend. Like I went in on like a Friday night and I didn't uh-huh. get out until Monday morning. So the, the second time or the first time? No, the second time. Oh, okay. What about the first time? The first time it was just a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it was just for it was for the same shit both times. Just uh, I got caught with some weed, and then I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time, it was like look, he's like kind of scary because they were talking about like keeping me for like the magistrate was like, oh well, we're gonna have to keep you until your next court date, which isn't until July, and it was like God fucking damn. yeah, it was like fucking like January or some shit at the time, and I was like, what the fuck do you mean until July? Like y'all are the ones that fucked oh, up. Just... You're gonna keep me in here for six months, and they're like, no, no, whatever. You got to talk to the judge about it. So, I mean, but I got it squared away, you know, that's eventually good. got yeah, everything no, that's dropped. That's good. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's still, that's tough as fuck, you know, to start with. But, I mean, it's good that it didn't escalate into, you know, nothing worse than that. Yeah, luckily, you know, it, like, I was into, like, all types of, like, bad shit. But I, I would, anytime I got caught, it was with, like, little shit. I'd be on, like, a fucking blunt ride or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just have, like, an eighth on me or some shit. But mm-hmm. any other time... I started to feel like I was like bulletproof because I could like move a pound across town and not get in trouble, but then I would get in trouble for some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but life's a bitch like that sometimes, huh? It's like the littlest shit. Yeah, uh, I, I, go on. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say, you know, eventually I just learned to look at it like, well, could have been worse, you know, could have been yeah, a lot worse. That's good. That's really all you can do, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've only had one fucking run in, and you know, I got pulled over once because I didn't have my headlights on, which was, you know, it was fucking retarded, but. Yeah, dude, it was some scary shit, you know, fucking, I mean, obviously, you know, I didn't have shit in my car. It was just fucking right after a hot box sesh, but, it, you know, it was my partners. I had the fucking, you know, weed and pieces and shit with them. So when they got out of my fucking car, they just took that shit with them. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, cooked as shit, you know, no headlights. I was just trying to go get food, bro. And yeah, they pulled me over, fucking, they had like three cars. They sat me on the fucking, uh, what's it called, on the curb. And I had just come back from a concert. That's why me and my friends were smoking. And, uh, you know, the first thing that had me fucked up was my friend who had the weed and shit. He drove by the cops and he had like texted me when he saw me get pulled over. He's like, bro, are you okay? And I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't see it till like an hour later. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They had me on the curb and shit. I had like a fucking shoulder bag running through my shoulder bag. I had like origami in there. They thought I was like fucking, you know, moving coke and shit. Yeah. I'm like, the fucked up thing too is this motherfucker took like 20 minutes to figure out how to undo my dollar, like origami shit that I got as a present, you know? And yeah, yeah it took him so long to figure it out. And then he just like handed it back to me, like, fuck, dude, like, I don't know how to put this shit back together. <laughs> yeah, you, that's kind of fucked. You ripped that shit apart. For real. 
Well, man, it was nice. You know, it was nice meeting you. Nice talking to you and hearing you out, dude. It's a, uh, you know, this whole kind of project of mine was just kind of an opportunity to, you know, connect with more people and kind of kind of learn more. Um, like I said, I'm always at work. I'm always digesting digesting pro, uh, podcasts and shit. You know, I think long form, you know, it, it's good because it's a medium that kind of it can be insightful at times, and you know, it gives me my reps to you know be creative, you know, promo this shit, make cover hours, make videos and shit. And then on top of that, like, you know, I get to meet mutuals and learn about yeah. this shit. So I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. No um, problem, bro. No problem at all. Did you have anything you wanted to wrap with? Uh, you don't have to worry too much about plugs because I'm finna just drop shit in the description anyways. But if there's any like last things you wanted to part with, you know, hit me with them. Uh, yeah. So I'm going I'm to do a little bit of plugging right now, but uh, like you said, he's probably gonna link some shit in the in the description. But if you don't know who I am, go follow me at kind of dead underscore um, at Phantom Fleet on Twitter. That's my collective. Uh, Fleet has three E's in it, um, so just keep that in mind. Sixty six point nine Phantom Radio podcast uh, is my shit. Um, and yeah, man, that's that's really about it. Uh, oh yeah, my project Last King dropping eventually. Keep your eyes peeled for that if you care about my music. And yeah, that's about it. Bro, if you ever want to, if you ever want to come on my show, you let me know. We can uh, do another one of these. For sure, man. So, I'm always fucking up. ready. Yeah. Um. All you guys follow the Dope Chapel on Twitter. Uh. I'm c- currently collecting a bunch of interviews as I can to put them in the can, have them in the vault and shit to drop. Um. So not sure what episode this will be, but you know, stick around for the next episode. Give me follows. You know, keep up with me. Fuck them. You know. Yeah. Shout out to the Dope Chapel. Yeah. For real. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>